Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. I can get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll. And on with the show. This is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club, and this is part two of UFOs, UAPs, aliens, whatever. Um, Darren Jolly is over there. Part two. Part two. I don't know why that reminded me of Spaceballs. I don't think they said anything like that in Spaceballs, but... um, it was that stupid Hot Shots movie. Didn't they have Hot Shots and then Hot Shots Part 2? Yeah. It was a parody movie. but um, So, in the first one, your audio was really good. You need to talk in the microphone. Talk to you? Was that a little bit better? That was much better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. Talk to you. Part 2. So... We are going to continue our little conversation about UFOs. Um, I know Darren really wanted to talk about the most recent newsworthy event, and I say that with the utmost seriousness, um, which was the House Committee on UFOs, UAPs, um, and or alien life. So I will hand the mic over to Darren and let him talk about it. Well, again, like, and I'm gonna belabor the point a little, a little bit. But so when I started looking at all this stuff, like I'd said before, like Breaking Points was talking about all these things all the time. They, they also talked about it on the Hill uh, a bunch. Um, Two of the media spaces that are by no stretch of the imagination perfect, but are a lot better than, uh, you know, your typical CNN, MSNBC, Fox uh, news, where it's all sort of like canned um, information that's being put out there. But uh, um, when I started to look back at like the ties that sort of like led to this moment, again, like Lou Elizondo was like this huge... Um, counterintelligence guy he headed up this he headed up this uh uh this investigative arm uh, inside of some sort of space in the intelligence community called advanced aerospace threat identification Pro- program or atip and uh like when you look at uh ideas that are being put out there by specific demographics like intelligence agencies there was a guy, um, he, uh, at least at the time that uh, this sort of investigative position developed, um, uh, Lou Elizondo, um, he left ATIP. He worked with a bunch of other people. Um, and uh, they were put together sort of like a piecemeal uh, with the help of Hang on, let me get this guy's name real quick. The lead singer of Blink-182, whose name is Mark Hoppus, I think, or Tom, no. No, Tom DeLonge, that was one of them. So 
Tom DeLonge was, uh, for some reason, he just had this uh, aliens, like, what the fuck aliens thing. Uh, and he reached out to Tom, uh, to Lou Elizondo, and they got all these other people and put them together. And in the midst of it all, this dude by the name of Brian Bender, who was a national security correspondent for Politico at the time, um, and uh, when I listened to Bender talk about uh, things that he unearths, clearly he has a very, uh, he has a relationship with certain people inside of the intelligence community. And that means that uh, when the intelligence community wants to start to shape or frame a certain perception uh, in the collective consciousness of civil society inside the United States, they'll use these sort of news channels. When I was talking, we were talking, you know, a couple months about that goofy ass uh, motherfucker that uh, shot up that mall and uh, the the news organization that um, sort of drove the discussion suggesting that he was part of a bigger sort of like uh, people with Spanish surnames that are sort of like emerging as sort of like a neo-Nazi faction. Um, when I look at Brian Bender's uh, construction of these articles that he puts out, it looks it looks like he's basically like a, a mouthpiece for the intelligence community, which of course, like if you are paying close attention to the world that you're living in right now, um, and you see the way that uh, big uh, legacy media space, particularly cable media spaces, um, they sort of, in a lot of instances, seem like they're they're here to it's almost like a 1984 soviet union kind of thing where there's no real separation between the media and state um but uh tom DeLong and all of these individuals came together and uh there were certain ideas that kept being floated um when they were talking about um all of these different uh emerging knowledges with regards to UAPs, right? Um, so one of the things they talked about uh, a fair amount in that uh, um, UF Mysteries Exposed, uh, uh, Unidentified Inside inside America's UFO Investigation. You can find it, if you, if you go to YouTube and look that up, you'll be able to find it. Uh, it got posted on April 2nd this year. Um, it's had well over 2 million hits. Um, so a lot of people have been looking at this, uh, but one of the ideas that they talked about and the point that they were trying to make was that these technologies that these crafts, the ones that were associated with the Tic Tac incident and also the, the incident um, in, by Virginia Beach um, in uh, 2014 by uh, Ryan Graves, they had, they had this concept called observables, right? Observables were the tendencies that these uh, UAPs had that uh, we, we neither understood nor had any like concrete um, way to link the capabilities with which these these uh, aircrafts or whatever the fuck you want to call them were uh, doing like in, in our in our you know on our planes on our helicopters on our drones these are ideas that we can't even begin to approach like one of them is there's sort of an anti-gravity position that they focus on a ton. 
um, instantaneous acceleration where you can't even see how the acceleration is happening. Like the idea is that like when you see a plane, plane go, you're going to see heat, you know, because the heat is what's driving the, um, that sort of like explosive force forward, right? Another one is hypersonic velocity, that, that, that thing about that, uh, the tic-tac again, like achieving speeds uh, above 3,600 miles an hour, which is uh, more than six times faster than the speed of, speed of sound. Um, the issue of low observability to where, like the way that we think about it is like cloaking devices or something like what we see with the V-1 bombers, but it's significantly more developed uh, than that. And the other is transmedium travel, like I was talking about earlier, where you can pass from, like if you're in space where there's no, um, there's no really inertia, inertia, nothing's really stopping you um, because the air particles are so far apart from one another, whatever. Um, and then you get into gra uh, to, um, the, the atmosphere, atmosphere, right? And, and, and things should slow down. They, they appear to be unaffected by it. And then literally they can go into water. And again, like it's like the water isn't even there. They just cut through it like a fucking knife and butter, you know. But uh, everything about these observables concepts uh, point to the fact, and it's something that keeps being reiterated over and over and over again. It's re reiterated over and over in the show. And if you go and you listen to that oversight committee committee from uh, yesterday, um, the point that they make over and over and over again is these are technologies that we don't understand how to uh, to even approximate. And uh, one of the questions that was asked, and you couldn't tell whether it was a Republican that was asking the question or a Democrat. AOC was on the fucking panel, and like she certainly didn't get up on, on any of her, you know, high horses when she's getting on her high horses less and less uh, now, now that she's sort of becoming a career politician, it seems, seems like, but that's, that's beside the point. The idea is that they all just kept asking questions. They said, so if you wanted to be able to uh, engage one of these aircraft and try to bring it down, like if it was a, a clear threat, could you do that? And what was repeated over and over and over again was no, we need to find a way to remedy that situation. This is a clear national security issue. Uh, and if somebody else uh, in this sort of like new Cold War uh, technology race gains the ability to master these technologies before the US does, then we would not only be vulnerable uh, to alien capabilities, we would be vulnerable to Chinese capabilities or Russian capabilities or, you know, pick pick the country, North Korean capabilities, Iranian capabilities, whatever demon is the flavor of the month that you're trying to uh, put yourself up against. So, uh, again, like, it sort of diverts our attention away from the fact it doesn't really matter whether it's true or not anymore. It only matters that there's something out there that has the capabilities that we don't have and we have to engage in this race where we can create a defensible position to where we feel safe again. And we should not feel safe until we've started, you know, so just instilling fear in people. And that's just where the entire narrative from uh, the moment when, when Luis Alessandro started doing what he was doing to Dave, David Grush right now and all the people that are around it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying necessarily 
that uh, um, that everybody that's sort of like testifying and talking about this is is fully conscientious of the dialectic that's being drive, driven forward through uh, that rhetorical space. But when you have, you know, reputable pilots saying, this is what we saw, this is what we saw that they were capable of, this is what we saw that they're capable of, well beyond our uh, uh, immediate capabilities. Again, like, it's pretty clear what the intent is when you keep framing the question in a in this certain light so whether they're real or not the technology is being you know pushed forward as if it were real and the only thing that we should be concerned about is you know, it's, it's again it's like uh the moment when we knew that the germans were trying to develop uh, a nuclear bomb and we had to use all those scientists that we helped to escape from uh nazi germany uh get down to that space where Oppenheimer was at in New Mexico and we had to we had to beat them to the punch and that's what this is sounding an awful an awful lot like to me when I listen to all of these rhetorical dispositions well I think that that's what you know I mean we we talked about it in the first episode a little bit where we were kind of halfway joking about 1.2 trillion in, you know, research and development for DARPA because we wanted to learn how to fight aliens or develop the the technology to fight aliens. Um, so yeah, I I agree with you. I just think that it's hysterical, and and I don't know how you would find someone like. Okay, so first off, a lot of the the justifications that they use, you know, the the killing the radar or the killing the cameras or whatever. I mean, with the exception of the the heat signatures from emissions, you know, being non-existent, you know, you or I don't know of any planes or or aircraft or vehicles generally that that don't generate some sort of heat signature um but a lot of the technology that they're talking about we do have and they use i mean on a daily basis fuck the the denver broncos and probably every nfl team around the country uses technology where you know if they're about to start a play you can't take a picture i mean they kill that shit or you might be able to take a picture but you can't send it you can't text message that picture to anybody because they don't want you sending it to the new york jets or or the patriots or whoever um so the technology for a lot of the stuff we're talking about already exists and have has for a long time i mean I worked for a school that sold uh, education in avionics back in uh, 2002, 2003. And one of the instructors there told me that, you know, he can develop something and has that would kill cameras around, you know, a uh, hundred feet of 
wherever you had this device. So because I was talking about the fact that they're installing cameras on every corner, and I think the way that it came up was because I was talking about somebody that they tracked on camera along I-25 going from Denver all the way to Mexico. And, um, well, not all the way to Mexico on I-25, but you get the point. Um, so he said, if you threw this device that he made in, in the car, then, and just souped it up a little bit because of the distance, that the only way they would have known for sure that that person was there is if they knew he had the device and then they could only tell to a certain degree because, you know, with a strong enough signal, you can kill another electronic signal, its capabilities in order to do whatever, whether it's recording audio or video or whatever. So there's instances when you're scrambling it, but it's not like EMP type stuff. Right. Because, well, sort of, but I mean, talking about the EMP, the Navy developed a device because they figured out after, I can't remember if it was Nagasaki or Hiroshima, but after one of them, they figured out that this huge fucking pulse killed everything. So the government started working on a device where they could basically kill a fucking country's infrastructure without ruining all of the buildings and stuff, you know? So just make them blind and deaf. Uh, and then you can go in and shoot them. So the Navy, I think it was in 1998, they started talking about that shit on the History Channel. And so that's a that's a real thing, the EMP thing. So that type of technology exists now. So and those are things that they're admitting that we have. So again, I'm I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but if they're admitting to this cool capability that we didn't have 50 years ago and we have now then imagine the kind of shit that they're not admitting that we have, you know, that maybe they're only going to admit in 2071 um, or that the UK will admit in 2071. Um, so that, that stuff is out there. And the reason I kind of went off on that huge tangent is because if... If I want to know something about how to, I don't know, break down a chemical compound, then I'm going to find a chemist and hopefully a chemist that is at the top of their field so that I truly understand how chemistry works and how to do what it is I'm trying to do. When we're talking about this kind of stuff, you know, there are experts in military aircraft. There are experts in engineering. But I don't think 
being an expert in either of those things make you an expert in what is an alien or how many times an alien has been here or and what I'm trying to get at is the fact that I don't know what makes these guys that testified at the house hearing yesterday or did the documentaries or whatever I don't know what makes them experts enough to where we should believe them enough to be scared so that we tell our congressman yes go ahead and give them x number of dollars every year to fight against this non-existent threat well i would say two things in in response to that first um using emps and like these various jamming you know capabilities and whatnot Again, whether it's true or not, you know, I don't know, but it seems like uh, we don't have the ability to channel it in as directed a way as it's being suggested that, that those, those at least as, again, so like the point that you said, so on, on one level, there's the things that, that we know as a, as a population, and then there's the things that we don't know, and then there's the things that we don't even know that we don't know, you know? So there's a huge gap in that area. But because we've had this sort of theater going on uh, between Russia and the Ukraine for the last, you know, little over a year now, well, a fair amount over a year now, it would seem like if some of those capabilities were present, then some of that would have been like put out there, at least to some extent. Now, again, whether or not we'd be able to, it would be reported or seen and reported. Again, that's, a, that's another question. I think that we might have some small capabilities with regards to what it is that you're talking about there. But I don't think that we have uh, gotten to a space where if I'm playing devil's advocate and I'll just say that I believe what it was that those pilots saw was real. Um, I don't think that we can do it in as sharp a way as those other entities are would be doing it. But having said that, um, the whole point of what it is that you and I do is that there's this whole concept of expertise that exists writ large throughout the world right now. And, and you and I both re reject all epistemological bases in relation to that. Like that we don't even, know what knowledge is. I mean, we, we really don't. So for, uh, I mean, all you have to do at that point in time is make a good show out of it, you know? And I don't even like that, this, this show that's on fucking the History Channel one, like one of the things that really fucking irritates me about it is every time Alzanda goes and he does his little interviewing, uh, the way that he so clearly is trying to construct a very specific narrative and like it, it's so fucking insulting to me sometimes. The and way to like asks. lead the witness. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just obnoxious, you know. And the the way that they'll go back and they'll repeat, well, we can't talk about this stuff because it's part of that sphere of stuff that's classified. But if this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that and this and that, like one of the things that uh, they kept leading 
there's a person that they uh, interviewed um, who was working on a military base uh, in it was Montana, um, one of one of the big northern nuclear sites um, in the U.S. at that time period. And uh, there was a UAP that flew over it, and it knocked out all the stuff that was containing ten specific nuclear <laughs> nuclear missiles. Right. So again, like I said about the 1947 thing earlier, and. I don't think that it's unreasonable to suggest that if you had uh, beings that were outside of our realm of existence, whether through distance or through uh, planes of existence, you know, dimensions, if they saw that we had certain nuclear capabilities, they'd come take a peek at it. They would spend a lot of time looking at military bases. That, that seems like a reasonable suggestion, but everything is being framed in that way when Alessandra goes to all these different spaces. And, and like, again, like, it just seems really disingenuous. It seems like, again, you're trying to, to, to lead us in a very specific direction because you have very clear, uh, you want to bring us to very clear conclusions that follow your, we need to deal with self-defense. We need to deal with uh, developing, you know, these new technologies to be able to protect ourselves. I mean, it's all like, and again, like Gresh does it from a different, Grush does it from a different angle, but he still does it in uh, essentially the same way. Uh, it just seems, you know, he, he looks like a counterintelligence guy trying to construct certain. Well, and we're not even, I mean, like, I'm assuming that the hearings yesterday were probably live and unedited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the documentary on the History Channel that you're talking about, was not. that was fucking edited. And so I've got a couple of problems with at least the hearing part. Because, okay, so you can become an expert in something by talking to enough people and reading enough and whatever. But it sounds like this fucking Grosh guy is just someone that someone told some stories to, and now he's telling the stories to the fucking committee. Well, it's all hearsay. Yeah, and it's supposed to be, I mean, this committee is supposed to be a fucking, for lack of a better word, a hearing. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be legal. And in... A court of law, that shit would never be allowed because it is fucking hearsay. Mm -hmm. And so for them to be saying, oh, well, this is evidence, that's not fucking evidence. It's some guy spinning a yarn about aliens. Mm -hmm. It's not much fucking different than the tabloid shit at the grocery store. And I don't even know if they have it at the grocery store anymore, but I know it was prevalent for two fucking decades at least. I mean, Globe, The Inquirer, I don't know, Rupert Murdoch was big into that shit. That, I think that's how he made, made most of his money. money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've got a problem with that, I don't care if you talk about aliens. I don't care if you tell me you believe in aliens. But for you to submit it as proof, and then for Congress to say, you know what, he he proved it. 
We have to come up with a plan. Motherfucker, we have to come up with a plan for shit that is here now. Um, the stuff that they consider a security issue, it seems like every other thing that we talk about is a security issue. It's, I, all, we, it's all we see. Yeah, the fucking rare earth element thing. That's a security issue because we're too dependent on it from foreign entities. Um, I just read a fucking thing about drugs um, because of the, the opioid shortage. Uh, the Senate said that our dependency on the ingredients for opioids from foreign countries is a security issue. Is a security issue. Well, anyway, I, I don't want to go down too many different roads here, but you you get my point, and, and I hope that our listeners... Well, and it's funny, that, so when Corbell and Sager, so like they, they both went to the hearing, and in the aftermath... Uh, Sager does an interview with 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 Corbell and uh, or Corbell or whatever the fuck his last name is, and uh, um, and there are certain things that he does that I admire, you know, and I think that it's important to drive these discussions forward. But there was something that you said at the beginning of your comment to where uh, it is a testimony in front of Congress, so it was done on the record. Therefore, it means something different than if it's done off the record, because if it's if, if later at a later date, it gets proven that everything that Grush was saying was a lie, then he's perjured himself and he would deal with a different set of consequences. And they were sort of like going off on all of these points that he made again, like so there were these there's this this space where they got into this line of questioning um uh, so they said they said so um because they kept asking him what had been reported to him with regards to specifics right so there are uh U, uaps that that it, this has been reported yes multiple uaps yes um aliens right uh then he says he says not as such right he says but when we talk about this i have to be careful so that i don't violate my security clearance positions um as i'm navigating this whistleblower uh way that i'm dealing with this this stuff um so they changed the wording was there something that was living that was tied to these crafts and he said there were things that were reported and they said so it was not humans it was they were biologic and he said non-human biological right so this is something that they all they that like Sagar and and, and Corbell got really excited about um, and then the last point that they talked about uh, because they kept asking about um, whether he had been intimidated for for coming out, whether or not he had been threatened with violence, whether or not he had been threatened with death, whether or not other people that had reported the information to him were being threatened, uh, if they were to come forward with more more concrete information as the people that were, actually had seen these things. 
Um, and he said, yes, but I got to be careful about what I'll admit to or what I'm allowed to talk about. Again, it kept going back into, I can say these things in a closed session with the right kind of people that have the right kind of security clearance, but I can't say it in an open session. That kept being repeated. But um, he insinuated the fact that people had been injured, people had been, uh, and possibly in certain instances, it had been su suggested that people had been killed for their knowledge. And the last thing that they said is, well, not the not like it, this happened in succession, but these are the things that like in the interview they were making a big deal out of in the aftermath. They said while they were doing the reverse engineering on these technologies, had anybody been injured or had anybody been killed? And he said yes in both instances. So, but then they would try to press further and then he'd say has to be in a closed session, right? So again like it takes us back into that space where like we're limited because there's only certain things that are allowed i mean this is like fucking jfk shit all over again you know like we know somebody killed jfk we know that it was some people that had some power and the ability to move some fucking pieces on a chessboard but still we can't learn anything about the concrete side of it because anybody that had a tie to that is either dead now or Again, like they're in that space where they can't talk about it. And this is exactly the, th the same thing as, as it relates to, uh, to this, where anybody that actually has direct contact to it, it's always, you know, what we're, we're in the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We're in degree number two, and we can never get to the first fucking degree. Right. And, well, see, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like... So when I was doing my research, I found a couple of names that I would think they probably have a better idea, and this is someone I might consider an expert. Um, so the, uh, the sixth person to ever walk on the moon was Edgar Mitchell. He said he believed in alien life, um, not specifically UFOs, but aliens, right, or extraterrestrials. Um, the UK astronaut, her name was Helen Sharman, and she said was she, she huh? Was she squishy? Yes. And she went, <laughs> um. <laughs> So, she said she believed in, in aliens also. Now, both of these people, um, Helen Sherman, I don't think she was on the moon. I think she was at the space station. But either way, they've been to space. Mm -hmm. um, what's his name? Uh, Mitchell made it almost sound like he had seen something to make him believe in what he was saying and i think and i couldn't find it but i thought that those first guys uh fucking neil armstrong and um, yeah all of those guys i thought that one of them 
made it sound like they believed also, but NASA completely separated themselves from them. And they did the same thing with Mitchell. Um, you know, that's, that's his belief, not ours, you know, don't take what he says and, and all of this shit. And now the government is probably going to pull that shit back into a loop and say, no, our astronauts even said they believe in it and they've seen it. Um, but when they said it again, the government said, no, 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 can't be. But now that they're trying to do whatever it is they're trying to do, they'll take some fucking guy who's heard from six people. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, anybody can go up and say, no, this guy told me that. Um, he told me that somebody died while reverse engineering this. Um, and someone else in the same unit told me that someone else had died from it. And someone else told that person. So it, it was a friend of a friend of a friend that told them that. And that person told me. You know, I mean... So to to say, nope, the astronauts didn't say that, or if they did say that, that isn't our belief. But then some fucking dickhead can say, well, no, 10 of my friends told me this. So you guys need to believe now. I just, like, it doesn't make any sense to me how that progression works. Um, and again, I would think that the people who had actually been to space, not necessarily more credible, but they've been to space. So that makes them at least a little bit more credible than the guy who wasn't even working on any of the fucking projects that he's talking about. I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, no, I think that that's valuable. And it reminds me of, of see, remember in Game of Thrones, right? When Tyrion Lannister figured out that somebody was leaking information to Cersei. Yeah. So he tells uh, Barris and uh, Littlefinger and Parcel, you know, we're going to send, uh, I'm going to marry him off to this one. I'm going to marry her off to this one. So, and then she finds out that it's that fucking old ass fucking what was what, what do they call him the uh, the meister the meister yeah, yeah for, or the for meister. Fucking, yeah for king's landing um and then he fucking throws him into a cell for being a fucking prick which i was glad when he fucking got killed he was such an asshole anyway but uh like sometimes if you're running uh a game inside of an intelligence community you do things like that and you 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 run a two-tiered strategy right the strategy is that there's a value in you getting the information out into the popular world because it helps to advance a certain policy initiative that you're trying to advance. But it also allows us to see where there's a space for someone that we can, that their trust is limited. Like we can't let them get past any, any sort of a spot. So, I mean, how do we know that since this is all secondhand knowledge, that this isn't just a test that they were putting on those individuals to see whether they were trustworthy or not and now they demonstrated themselves as uh 
maybe attention seekers, you know, in, in, in the world uh, who are going to have a nice book that they're going to write off of this. They're going to make three or four million dollars, but they're never going to get anything anywhere inside the intelligence community again because they're not, they're not effectively trustworthy. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's happening, but like if we're going to be appropriately skeptical about the way that things are being done, I mean, the, the end all be all is that I cannot trust any of these people that are making these claims. And I appreciate people like uh, the, the Corbell guy trying to go out and do, because I do think that generally speaking, he's, he's a good faith actor. I think that he's really trying to get to the bottom of these things. Um, but at the same time, and maybe this is just because I'm cynical of anybody that works for an intelligence agency inside of the United States, particularly somebody that works in counterintelligence. I just, I mean, your whole fucking existence is in rooting, is rooted in lying, you know, in, in giving people bad information to try to drive thoughts in a specific direction so that you can manipulate that misinf that that the lack of knowledge about what's really happening in the real world. Yeah. Like I just, it just seems like asshole issue. So honestly, if your intention is to try to put people in a position where we're supposed to find them credible, maybe they could have picked some better people than people who get paid to, uh, to lie for a living. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, you know, what's kind of funny about the whole deal is that this was a fucking House committee, and most of the members of the house like okay so if you believe the roswell in incident happened and they took non-human biologics and parts of the spacecraft then supposedly that ended up at area 51 well most of the members of house maybe they've been able to read certain redacted documents on the on the incident um, maybe they've been able, because since 1947, there have been other such reports, you know, that have happened here in the United States or globally. Um, and of course, the United States always has to poke its nose in wherever it happens. Um, but most of the members of House probably haven't even had the opportunity to go to Area 51 or see those reports in an unredacted version. So for them to be sitting on this committee and listen to some fucking asshole who didn't ever see any of it himself, there's a certain fucking irony there, right? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're the experts that are telling you that we're in a poor posture with regard to defense from extraterrestrials but none of us have seen the things that we're talking about right this minute to you know justify increasing our security posture with regard to extraterrestrials well and honestly like if it was so like the, the reason why my JFK analogy is a bad one is that maybe even when I suggested that there's there's nobody that's fucking alive left from all that shit back then, right? But this is stuff that if what these people are saying is true, it's all there. You don't have to show us everything, but you gotta give us a fucking glimpse.
you know, just give us a fucking little peep show, right? And then, you know, but but right now, like we live in the most cynical moment in the history of the United States right now, after COVID and after uh, Russiagate and Trump and the fucking election and, uh, you know, Obama's fucking change and hope and then becoming the biggest fucking apologist for Goldman Sachs in the history of the fucking universe, you know, having a fucking president who was nicknamed fucking uh, Senator MasterCard because of, or Senator BOA or whatever, because the Delaware place, like he, he had so many ties to credit card companies. Like uh, every member that's existed on the Supreme Court, now they're pulling all this information uh, where they are getting, you know, $500,000 trips from fucking billionaires and, and, and not just fucking Clarence Thomas, every single fucking one of them. Fucking uh, Sotomayor, like, she has this uh, book thing that she does where she's she's selling books that she didn't even write. Like people on her fucking staff are doing these rights that she can go and have these uh, uh, library presentations. And if you want her to come to the library presentation, you have to buy Y amount of books from her collection or she's not going to show up because that's like with the honorarium that she gets paid on top of the amount of money that she makes off of the book sales, she won't even fucking go. And this, this is supposed to be one of like, the, the liberal do-gooders fucking on the Supreme Court. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, tons and tons of money flowed to her from, uh, in, in terms of free gifts, you know? So you can go on and on and on about, you know, the, uh, the, the stock deals, you know, with uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband and uh, every motherfucker in fucking Congress almost, you know? Like, you want us to take things on faith when you haven't conducted a good faith and act act in government. So, I mean, that's why, you know, I don't give a fuck whether or not Cornell West is fucking could win presidency or not. I like to have a symbolic person there standing, you know, bearing testament to the fact that uh, both parties are full of shit. Everybody that functions inside of government is full of shit. We, we can't, we cannot trust you. If you have the evidence there, don't give us secondhand fucking bullshit and don't sit there in a fucking subcommittee committee, whatever, whatever, the oversight committee, and like you said, give us secondhand knowledge and expect that we're going to take it on faith, and especially when you're trying. a lot of people will. But that's because a lot of people are assholes, you know? And they were writing the UFO desk letters saying, can I have a job? Yeah, they were. They were, Or they might uh, be a janitor at fucking, I'm sorry, a custodial engineer at uh, Lockheed Martin, and uh, they have uh, a financial interest in making sure that these defense contractors, you know, there's not a, uh, a congressional district where there isn't a defense contract uh, tied to anymore. And that's a fact, like that's something that you can go on and it's demonstrable, you know? So when your entire economy is built on uh, R&D, military industrial complex, DOD, you know, intelligence, every single aspect of that. I mean, it's so funny when I think about like the, the way that we looked at the Soviet Union and how much we're sort of like emulating their uh, their human whole, rights. Yeah, their whole yeah. their whole system of, of existence, and we just take everything on faith. Yeah, yeah, we 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 believe you, Mr. Grush. You know, we believe you, Mr. Uh, Alessandro. We believe all of you. I keep trying to think of justifiable reasons, and when I say justifiable, I don't mean like 
the way they justify it. I mean, like a reason, like, is it, do they not tell us because of our safety? Do they not tell us because it is genuinely a security risk if that information were to get out? Um, or is it some fucking horseshit like the GOP because they're all a fucking bunch of dumb Bible-thumping cocksuckers that if it got out that, you know, extraterrestrials did exist, <laughs> that you know, then all of a sudden the Bible and fucking religion crashes and now how are they going to control us because they can no longer do it based on the reward of heaven or the fear of hell. Yeah, the, the primary uh, ethical yeah, belief structure becomes the base because yeah, it so makes sense. Yeah. There, we're not going to count on people to, you know, follow the golden rule and, and treat people the way that they'd want to be treated. We figure that it has to be, you know, some religious thing that keeps us all in line, which is fucking horseshit. Even though I do know a bunch of fucking retards that are religious and probably don't do the things that they want to do because of religion. Um, whatever. I, I don't want to get into a whole religious thing, but um, I, I wonder if it's something like that. That was, I mean, curiously, that was a point that came up in the committee hearings too. Like there was, there was some things that, that actually Grosh said, he said sometimes, and, and the pilots actually talked a bunch, particularly the one that was from 2004, because he had, Sort of ascended in the military a fair amount um and uh, uh his clearances grew you know throughout throughout time uh, they'd be they'd be like why why is this you know why is this deemed you know why is this classified why is this classified why is this classified and another thing kind of like occurred to me based on a suggestion that somebody made is that uh like if you make the haystack so big the real needles are so impossible to find because you have to read so deep into everything and you have to have such a high level of classified access by the time you get to that point where you would have the ability to find all the you know the smoking guns and, and all that um you wouldn't do it because your entire uh, existence is tied to the the reproduction of the social system that you're tied to um but i definitely think that what I'm saying could be true at the same time as what you're just saying it could be true. I mean, because, yeah, religion as the opiate of the masses is a really easy way to keep people in line, you know, and uh, hiding uh, the real secrets underneath a pile of fake secrets is is a good way to keep that stuff very difficult for anybody to get, get to, because, yeah. especially because you have to, like, again, gain so much access before you're even going to be able to get through those redacted spaces and all that, so... I don't know. It just the whole the whole thing makes me wonder. And I and I got to go back to what both of us said. I mean, you know, obviously we're not saying that extraterrestrials or life on another planet or a 
like an asteroid or whatever, life elsewhere. I mean, probably exists. It's got to. I mean, with everything that is out there, we can't be the only ones. Yeah, math, math dictates that what you say is true. And this whole discussion bastardizes the excitement of that possibility, you know, the curious scientific interest that would allow us to, because everything gets reduced to the Department of Defense and the fucking Pentagon. Like, it gets obscured by by clouds, you know? I mean, we never, and we can't see through it, you know? All we can see is what is being fed to us through these fucking bullshit spaces where we end up talking about not... Again, the excitement of what that would mean, whether they're good or they're bad or whatever the situation is, all we think about is the framework that's being presented to us. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to um, back our government and the politicians that ran that fucking horseshit hearing yesterday, but I wonder, just like, okay, because... You know, we talked about the the cattle mutilations real briefly. We talked about the the Globe and the Enquirer and and the fact that every story in every fucking issue was there was at least one story about aliens. And so I wonder if because of the day and age where we are now, if they had to change things because of the news cycle and all of that stuff, but also because if we kept repeating the same stories over and over again, that no one would buy the, the newspaper or no one would watch that TV and ad revenue would go down. And, and so now, you know, the stories of extraterrestrials went down the toilet and were no longer exciting so they had to change the way they were telling the story. They had to change the story that was being told. So now, instead of it being, my neighbor was taken to a spaceship and had something planted in him or had his nuts taken away. Yeah, or shooting out of my ass. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Now it's, well, I know a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy that saw this thing and it went this way. And then I knew another guy who knew another guy who died on the thing. And, well, I can't tell you about this other thing. But <laughs> if we... Behind the classified wall. Yeah, if we go to another office, then maybe I can tell you about that thing. But I can only tell you. I can't tell you or you or you. And you have to know the secret handshake, and you also have to wear one of those <coughs> eyes wide shut masks, too. All right. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I just keep trying to figure out why they're telling it the way they are and what good it does them. The only thing I can think of is what we talked about as far as getting more money for DARPA, or getting more money for NASA. As far as I'm concerned, NASA, NASA is just a huge fucking slush fund for the intelligence community. Yeah, they don't, they don't do, they don't, I mean, there's no space shuttles anymore. I right. mean, our only space fucking uh, stuff is SpaceX now. 
and that motherfucker is a dipshit, you know, when it, I mean, whatever, I mean, you're fine, Elon, I mean, I don't really fucking care, I mean, you know, you want to hear something stupid, so I think that, obviously, yeah, okay, because we, we do this a lot, that's true, so him and uh, Facebook, Facebook douchebag have challenged each other to uh, mixed martial arts fights, so, um, Facebook douchebag, or whatever, the Zuckerberg, meta, Zuckerberg, yeah, he's been doing all his training, and like they've been talking through Dana White to each other about this. Uh, they floated wanting to do it in the uh, Roman Coliseum. I mean, it's so fucking embarrassing, right? But like, this is the world we live in right now. I mean, this is just fucking, I mean, that's not entertainment, you know? Watching two fucking billionaires. I mean, seriously, like if you set the fight like the time of the over under, like it's going to be over. They're, they don't have the, I mean, they might have some cardio, but. No, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm sure they have a something set where, okay, you can't hit me in the face and, you know, obviously no small joint manipulation and no jujitsu and none of this. So you can use your knees, you can use your fists, but only to the mid sternum and that's it. And I mean, so it's not an MMA fight. No, it's no. it's a fucking ad because I'm sure you know. Like for a long time, anybody younger than say, I don't know, the X was using Facebook when I moved over here still, and I I think she still does, but. While I was living there, like when I talked to my niece or nephew, they hadn't used Facebook in forever. You know, they had moved on to all of these other yeah, platforms. Instagram and you know, uh, Ding Dong or TikTok, yeah. Yeah, Twitter was, you know, going out. They were both going out kind of the way of MySpace. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody even knows what fucking MySpace, MySpace was. Is, yeah. So Twitter and Facebook, this MMA fight is probably just a fucking ad for twitter and facebook well and they're changing the name of twitter now to twat or <laughs> to x are they really i, th I think so that's what i heard yeah <sighs> Fuck. yeah i i don't know but anyway the NASA so... point though is good i mean because it is only for you're right it's only for uh for defense now it, it, it's another one of those Lockheed Martin, fucking General Dynamics. Well, I've said it for a long time, and, and don't get me wrong, the fucking, like, the pictures, like, if you go to the NASA website, you know, you can see cool pictures of the fucking Crab Nebula and all these other things, and they're supposed to be taken by the Hubble telescope. But, the, I mean... The web, the web one, now that's the new one. That's the way those things web. fucking look... I mean, Aaron could have drawn those fucking things and said, you know, this is yeah, seven galaxies over. Right. Um, so, I, like I said, I think it's just a fucking slush fund for the military and intelligence communities um, because they have huge budgets. And the... Uh, the House and the Senate always seem to give them their money. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I think the military industrial complex obviously likes to get money. Um, Senate and the House obviously love to give them money. But um, to use extraterrestrials or aliens as a way to justify giving them more money, I think is fucking horseshit. We've got dire on the verge of emergency type of issues on this planet now. You know, I mean, the environment is a fucking issue. Um, that's a, a global issue. But if you don't want to talk about global issues, let's talk about the in infrastructure as far as roads, uh, bridges, fucking train tracks, all of that shit. Those are all in fucking disrepair from coast to coast. Education. Huge fucking joke. Like, kids don't know how to fucking read, and it seems to be okay with everybody. Everybody, yeah. Um, but just in case they do learn how to read, we want to make sure and fucking change all of the books that have ever been written so that there's nothing offensive in them if they do learn to read. But, I mean, these are things where instead of you know, sending all of this money to NASA or whoever would be in charge, Space Force, um, which is also a branch of the military. Um, yeah. How much money goes to that now? I mean, you'd think that based on what we're talking about, that that would be a... I'm sure they'll get more next yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to keep increasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, so all of these agencies departments are getting a ton of fucking money and you know education and infrastructure and everything else i think when we did our our budget episode we talked about how education got 11 percent and military got 12 percent mm -hmm. and that ended up being billions and billions of dollars and i could be wrong but i mean it's it was something like that. Well, education's nowhere near one percent under what goes to the military, but that's a different discussion. Right, a different day. Um. So we've got yeah, we have things real we fucking problems yeah. that could be fixed mm -hmm. with that money instead of worrying about some fucking threat that may or may not exist, and. If the planet even lasts another fucking 25 years. It might be a moot fucking point to begin with. Right. Yeah. So let's fix the problem in front of our face instead of worrying about the one that is, you know, 3,700 miles down the road. <laughs> and, and as we do that, maybe it would be good for, you know, the corporate government power structure to try to create a space where our entire population isn't so absolutely cynical. Meaning, if you want to talk to us about the importance of creating a defensible position in relation to UAPs and whatever non-human biologics are tied to those UAPs, trust your population enough to show us real evidence. 
and yeah. talk to us about it like you're not some sort of paternalistic fucking, you know, we don't need you to guide us through this shit all day, every day. Be honest with us, and uh, you're probably going to get us to work with you a lot more without so much resistance. But as long as you continue to treat us like children, we're going to stand here and tell you to fuck yourselves, which doesn't mean that we're acting like children, but maybe a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I know. I have a tendency to kind of throw a fit. Um, but that isn't what a lot of people are doing. I'm sure that there are lots of people right now going, did you see that fucking House committee hearing? Jesus Christ, we're in a lot of trouble. Um, I know that I only make $37,000 a year. But if they ask me to, I'd give them more to make sure that we're protected I'll from those alien motherfuckers. I'll skip two meals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, we are over an hour now. We're at an hour and five minutes. They're about. They're about. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about on this one? No, we. I think we pretty much covered the the important stuff. The, I think the culture one's going to be fun because there's a lot of stuff that's here that I can tie back into a bunch of movies. That, uh, like I said, I, I love that movie Arrival. I'll be excited to talk about that one a little bit. Contact okay. a little bit. There's a bunch of movies. Just because Contact was about the creation of that, uh, the mechanism that you know. Yeah, so, I, I, that, I'm was, to, that was the Jodie Foster one, yeah, right? Yeah, but I mean, just because I'm trying to think about it in terms of like the way that they get here, you know, the because of this is all UAP stuff. Yeah, um, the day the Earth stood still is one that's pretty decent. Did you ever see the movie Fire in the Sky? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I um, think he got anal probes like Kirkman. Oh, no, I was thinking of October Sky. No, that's a different, yeah, that's a different. Yeah. Um, it's an and I'm, I'm obviously, since we're going to be talking about the defensive posture, or since we just did, I've got to talk about Mars Attacks. <laughs> you know what I haven't seen that I should have watched, watched is that uh, one... Uh, uh, they're up in space. It's the military, and they're fighting all those big bug things. It's a hilarious fucking. It's like a cult oh, movie. It's Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship dude. Troopers. Yeah, it's fucking badass. Yeah, I've never watched that. You that one's that pretty movie. decent, but because of the fact that they're fighting bugs, it, or I should say, Ender's Game reminds me of Starship Troopers. Um, I, Ender's, I, I I like the book a ton better. I love Ender's Game. That's fucking wonderful stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about sci-fi and entertainment, maybe some books, and Roddenberry was a good sci-fi guy. Yeah, Martian Chronicles, that's a happy, a happy, but that's just a collection of stories, weird fucking book. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, catch you in the next couple of episodes, remember, Buy a fucking t-shirt, you cheap bastards. And what's what's the 31st of uh, July, Brian? It is our one-year anniversary. We've been, you've been listening to our bullshit for a year now. 
One year. Just the first year of many to come. So 720334 roll. Short bus debate club at yahoo.com. Ooh, talk to you soon. All right. Later. Thank <laughs> you.